Hello, everyone, and welcome to the L-E-G-I-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I am Murray Fox, and this week I am the Chief Commanding Officer of Shed. I'm sorting, I'm heaving, everything disappears. <laughs> we were up at the lake this weekend, and we've been slowly cleaning out the cottage. Like a couple weeks ago, I cleaned out the broom closet, which is like a foot wide by two feet deep. And you would think, how much can fit in a broom closet? Oh, um, all of it. Uh, yeah, 14 brooms. 14 brooms, vacuums, dusty things. 14, 14 in like a tiny little space like that. It's insane. So this weekend we tackled the shed and ballpark, how many rakes or raking things do you think a cottage needs? Here's a clue. Oh, we have oh enough, one to do that side, enough to do the sideshow bar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are we using totally. prices right rules? Yeah. Yeah. Prices right rules. We have one tree, and it's an evergreen. So two dozen. Uh, lower, but not by 16. a whole lot. Sixteen. Sixteen. <laughs> we had ten. Ten freaking rakes. Wow. It Damn was. It, no one gets the showcase. No one gets the showcase. But it was crazy. Ten rakes. No ten. Ten. <laughs> We don't, oh, anyway, now we have our rake. We have one, 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 one No, you know what that means? Rake fight. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We had rake javelin toss. <laughs> we had <laughs> rake artwork. <laughs> anyway, we now have our rake, and I am king of the shed. It is lovely. Lovely. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds awesome, and it sounds like that was a lot of moving stuff around and <laughs> just dealing with things. And uh, and I can certainly understand that because, uh, folks, I am I'm Paul French, and today I am the uh, see I can't say you know managing director or anything. I am the um, what's the word for it? The um, victim of uh, <laughs> of Moving furniture, making oh. opulent visions into newness, groaning for unimaginable reasons, needing infinite time unraveling random electronics. <laughs> it has been one of those days where, where, where it was like, you know, if we took this, uh, Jen had an old dresser in our room and she's like, it's really a desk. And, uh, and she's like, I could move this to be my desk downstairs. And then we could move the gaming table that we've been using as, as the desk for the last six months back downstairs. <laughs> and we can take the dresser that we've had um, all of the stereo stuff and all the records in upstairs and move that up uh, to our bedroom. And um, yeah. I keep hearing stairs. Stairs, yes, yes, yeah, yes, exactly. And 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 honestly, the stairs were the least of it. It was more the uh, dealing with stuff after because you know I had to take the stereo and stuff off the uh, um, the dresser and then put it on a smaller thing. And 
Yes, mm-hmm. there were challenges. There were challenges, and there is still a lot of stuff that needs to go in different places, and, <laughs> and ev- ev- everything displaced something else. So the the game table goes back downstairs, and it's like, oh, I've had the guitar rack in front of uh, where in, in where that that goes. Oh, I'm gonna have to move that over. Okay, so gotta take them all off, then move the thing over, <laughs> then then put them back on. Nope, nope, it's too close to the wall. Needs to move back. So it has been. So it has been a time been and refresh and the dust and the dust <laughs> behind the uh, all the stereo equipment was uh, un, unreal. Oh yeah. So, I, I uh, but problem... you know, I I armed I armed Sarah with a swiper and uh, <laughs> and and eventually uh, that was done. I think the proper response should have been, "What do you mean we Kimosabe? <laughs> yeah. Well, there is that. <laughs> Yeah, because, wow, yeah. But, you know, it's done, and now we can uh, put concrete around everything again. <laughs> and, um, Never touching firm, it until we die. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, exactly. I'm a firm believer in go in, figure out where it goes, leave it there. Oh. But, uh, but others have other ideas, and I know you're one of them, Murray. I know. I rearrange <laughs> things all the time. <laughs> I figured if I had enough stuff that, that, you know, plugs in and is wired together up there, no one would want to do it. But being the only one who does all that wiring, <laughs> I'm, the only, I'm the only one that, yeah, I'm the only one that knows it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> it's like a go. Tetris challenge. Yes. In, in 3D. Yeah. Every yeah, time. Like, okay, so you hold this up so I... Oh, crap. No, that's not going to work. <laughs> we'll each need a couple of extra hands. Uh, oh, and that's, yeah, and that gets me on the, there's not enough lighting in the living room. Um, I, because, you know, this house was built 50 odd years ago. And, um, and for some reason, nobody thought to, you know, have lights. Um, and, and there's never enough outlets. Because, again, when I am king, every wall will come equipped with just a full length strip that is all outlets. Yeah. And that, then it doesn't matter where you put something, you can just plug it in. And, yes. uh, and I think ceilings will just be lights. Uh, I think that's just an easier way to go because then you don't have to worry about it. A ceiling will be a light and you can, uh, you, you can, you can set brightness from there. But I think yeah. that'll just be that'll just be easier because there there are you know corners in that room no matter where you put some lighting that it's like wow nothing reaches here. I know <laughs> I have never understood why living rooms do not yeah. come with lights. Yeah. yeah, like every other room in the house has a light except for the living room. I don't get it. Yeah, it's like they'd oh. put some they'd put like because we have uh, a big window. You've seen them already. The big window mm-hmm. at the front there. And we've yeah. got a couple of lights that go in at the top of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I know. It's insane. It's madness. It's like the biggest room in the house. And there's I, I don't there's got to be like a history. bar. Someone's got to Google that. Someone's got to do like a thesis on that. There's got to be a reason why living rooms don't have lights. I think at one time it was because everyone was going to roll lamps into a into a room, but it still not. I know, but everyone also had shag carpeting, and that was like 50, 60, 70 years ago. Yeah, well, that's we've, what this place we've evolved. Was made. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like I say, I, I'm an advocate for further evolution. 
outlets everywhere. You know, uh -huh. just like like there's never a, oh, we have to move this over there because we can't plug any we can't plug that thing in. It's like, oh, that's no problem. There's one right next to it because yeah. there is always one right next. <laughs> it's always going to be an outlet. OK, you I like, get my vote. I like your <laughs> newsletter and I would like to subscribe to it. Yeah. <laughs> what are your feelings on exactly. potatoes? Oh, I'm pro potato. Oh, there you go. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so good. You're out. <laughs> that was one of the things I was excited about when we it moved was, in our house. We have the ceiling lit fans. Yeah. Oh, so they lovely. have lights on it. So I was like, oh, there's lights in the living room. I like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beauty. Well, all right, I guess my turn. I am Al Sedano, and this, well, this weekend was kind of annoying because it rained the whole time, so all the, the lawn has been overgrowing and keeps overgrowing because you can't do anything about it. But <laughs> I don't care about that because, well, A, I know I've already done one or two agents of something to do with the weather, but also <laughs> because dinner was just really good. And so it just put me in a good mood, so I don't care about that right now because dinner was tasty, <laughs> awesome, crispy out there and saucy. This week, I am an agent of tacos. <laughs> they were good good tacos plus we had bought all the stuff for it so we had sour cream and salsa and queso and lettuce and something else i think cheese lots <laughs> you of cheese. gotta have cheese <laughs> lots of cheese so that was all excellent. fun excellent and it wasn't even tuesday wow i know so you can do it all again tomorrow if we want yeah actually that's gonna be my lunch tomorrow <laughs> i have leftover tacos goes. perfect Perfect. Excellent. All righty. Well, that brings us to sort of Legion 90, number 17. Yes. And I think that's me. I think it's me. This issue, is. yeah, was coming out July 90. Came out two weeks, I think, two weeks after Legion number eight. Eight or nine? Which is the one with Laurel flying across it? That's nine. number nine. Yeah, this it came out after that, just after that. So that's where we are in Legion timeline stuff. They're they're rewriting history in the mother book, and they're making history in this book. <laughs> exactly. Well put. Well put. Yeah, for sure. And it's kind of cool because as they're rewriting history, we're getting Valor introduced here right like we're just kind of seeing him you know that's in... a good point because we've we've really just seen him um i think he was yeah, just like, mentioned we've in only... issue eight right they just mentioned yeah, valor saved the whole yes. universe mm -hmm. right and it, yeah so that's kind of an interesting build because we see um yeah, We've like in seen him, but but we haven't um, uh, like we we so so if we think about this, we we've of course we've we've met him. No, we met his father. We haven't actually met him until now, right? Right, 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 right. So, oh, that is interesting. So now we've seen him. We know he's. Uh, we know. He's Monel. Sorry, Jen's sitting in the room here, and there was a uh, setting up the beanbag chair, and there was a um, a collision. 
Yeah. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. Well, because everything's in different places now because we were moving furniture. Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> you just spill. Um, so anyway, um, no. So what we've we've seen um, Valor's father in Invasion. Yeah. But and we know that he is Largan's father. We do. Yes. Right. So we knew we knew that much, at least. And um, but we haven't we've we've only seen Largand in as as the Monel that we've known for all these years. And so now this is like like we're finding out what he did before uh, before the Phantom Zone. But um, we've just learned that there is a new um, that, there, that, 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 that he's got a new place in the universe. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the barely. timeline's all different. Like he's not, he's not Superboy's big brother. He's, he's someone who will. At this point, have they come out and said Valor is like a big, god-like person in the 30th century? Well, we've I think already they've had, hinted. Well, we already at, had the origin issue, right? Yeah. So we yes. got that line from Brand talking to the, th- the three founders saying, "Look at Valor. Pretty much saved the whole 20th century when he was just a teen." Yeah, and I think that's all we get. Yeah, and and so I mean, and the idea, uh, like he says, look at Valor, and we see Monel, right? And so right. to us, it's like, oh, so does he have a new name? Yeah, and I don't think he shows up really until like eighteen and the second annual. I mean, I, you're right. Yeah, no, you're right. It's it's a so. long time before we 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 hear more about his influence when we and then um, next issue in that book when we see when we meet Laurel we know that she is is a descendant of Valor's. Right, 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 right. But so that's it, all. Yeah, like, it's like they leave like, all the stuff here for him. Yeah, yeah. So th- so we're actually meeting Valor from the ground up. Because we've only heard people talk about him, and we're like, this guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and so I kind of <laughs> like that as a as a way of sort of doing that across the books is that that it's like this guy really? Yeah, yeah. Because I think neat... I think by the time he shows up in the other book, he's gone from here. Yeah, he's not around Legion ninety very long at all. Um, yeah, I think it's yeah. he gets here a little bit. Uh, I think he had an appearance or two in Starman, I think. And then it's basically the Eclipso story. Right. Yeah. Right. And then somewhere after that, he shows up in um, in Not Superboy. Um, yeah. And we, ha- <laughs> we have to assume whatever happened in that second annual took place in between. <laughs> it's messy. <laughs> it's messy because that's the whole point at the at the end of the Valor series is that we've got to get that done because there's no time. <laughs> that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah well yeah. that's the problem with uh, sometimes when so many people are around doing things. Yeah exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah they just barely get him established before they pull the rug out from under him again. Exactly. I guess that, that was the benefit of the Superboy thing I guess is that you kind of knew what was going to happen with Superboy no matter who was writing it they can't go. I'm going to have him shave his head and go punk and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yep, you know, whatever. Like, what if they did that? It's like, yeah, but he's going to be back to normal at the end of the issue. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, He's going to be back to that because he has to be Superman. We can't change anything. You can't kill him off. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Why, <laughs> he's going to grow an extra three arms. And it's like, yeah, for now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to stick. Yeah, it's a red kryptonite. We know. 
<laughs> All right. So we got Legion 90 here. We've got a cover by Maguire, Gordon, and Laverne. And it's got a different, slightly different look. I can't quite put my finger on what's different, but Stealth has a more, I don't know, is it a softer look? Is yeah. her hairstyle just different? And they even, all kind of do. They like, all do. Like even Doc's is, he's looking like a little fuzzier. They're designed to look more shiny and bright, and maybe that's the... And maybe that's why, yeah, because yeah. it's... Uh, the cover is like a, a recruitment poster, probably. It's some kind of Legion poster, and then... As, we as see, we've seen often, yeah. Yes, yeah, and we see a little baby blue hand uh, with dark shadows all around it, scratching it to pieces, so... Um, yes. Specifically, the part with uh, with uh, Miss Mallory with on Larissa, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Larissa's getting scratched out there by her own sweet little baby. <gasps> mm-hmm. It's rough. It's rough. <laughs> but we don't get much of that in this issue. Our yeah. our stuff is focusing on um, the Dagon Ra story. So it's called the Power of Positive Thinking. Uh, written and illustrated by Alan Grant and Barry Kitson. Mark McKenna is on inks. Laverne Kinzierski is our colorist. Gaspar is the letterer. And Mighty Art Young. Did I say Gaspar is the editor or the letterer? He's the letterer editor. <laughs> and Mighty Art Young is editing. <laughs> Gaspar, he can do anything. With a name like that, when you've only got one name, you can do anything. <laughs> So we open up with Lobo complaining in like his little prison cell and Captain Comet is shackled in the background there looking looking not great. <laughs> and Lobo is just complaining. I'm going to rip your arms off, Docs, and knot them around your throat. You'll choke yourself to death, you fragging green geek. So help me, you'll pay in spades for getting me into this. By the way, I do like the fact that I don't know whether they, from what we were talking about a few minutes ago about Valor, whether they were working with the people from the main Legion book or not. But if you notice, Captain Comet, face in shadow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> and Keith Giffen isn't even on the book. Right. Wow. Yeah. Kitson picked up a couple of tricks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put some shadow here over his face. That's right. Gotta Happy keep little shadow. <laughs> So Lobo's going on. He's going to peel Doc's layer by layer with a rusty nail file. And then like a little voice pops in his head. Lobo, Lobo, can you hear me? He's like, what? And he's thinking it's Captain Comet talking to him. Of course I can hear you, Captain Vomit, or whatever you call yourself. I'm standing right here, ain't I? Now shut up. Captain Vomit. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, sidebar. When a student vomits into their face mask, it's gross. It's super, super gross. Just speaking from experience. Wow. Just going to put that out there. And it's day one. Oh, it's, boy. <laughs> oh, blah. And normally, you would just send them off to the office, clean up the area, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's... Red alert, all the kids outside, we're getting our fresh air, they're sanitizing, they're decontaminating. It's like, 
You get those scientist guys from E.T. showing up, put everyone in bubbles. <laughs> Hazmat suits sweeping in. I think when we came back into the class, we came back with the same number of students that we went out with. But if one or two were like to show up in a lab somewhere, it would <laughs> not, not surprise me. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The joys of vomit. Anyway, <laughs> Lobo is thinking Captain Comet is talking to him. And he is not in the mood for conversations, especially with has-beens. Ooh. Damn. Ouch. I know. And Comet's like, I... Comet is doing the Captain Kirk. I didn't say a word. (laughs) (laughs) Lobo. Lobo, are you receiving me? And this voice is still in his head. He's like, listen, wise guy, when I say shut up, I mean plug it. Zip it. Be quiet. Look, let me demonstrate. And he grabs his fist and he's ready to pound on poor old Captain Comet. And then the voice in his head is like, Lobo, for crap's sake, answer me. And Lobo finally clues in. How'd you do that without moving your lips? <laughs> Lobo, it's me, telepath. Oh, right. Sure, that's what I figured all along, man. <laughs> <laughs> and telepath is like, Lobo, listen to me. I know why you're here. I can, but he can't finish at that point because Dagon Ra pokes him on the shoulder and he says, Meditating telepath. Um, in a manner of speaking, Dagon Ra, I was just uh, running a check on the men, making sure they have the correct attitude, you know? I'm sure you were, and I'm sure they have. You be careful, telepath. It's easy for one such as I to become suspicious of my allies. You wouldn't like it if I began to doubt you. Perish the thought, Dagon. Lobo, you must be patient. Help will come in the meantime. Can I make your imprisonment more tolerable? Would you like me to stimulate your pleasure centers or sing you a song, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just creepy. <laughs> I like the options there. Simulate your pleasure centers or a song. You know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. Lobo's not having it. He's like, yeah. try it and die, sucker. <laughs> and Comet is still in the background. What? Sorry, I don't understand. <laughs> And then we go over to Cairn where Docs is having like a uh, rouse the troops, rah rah, sis boom ba speech to the uh, to the masses. Men and women of Legion, I expect each and every one of you to do your duty. For most of you, this will be a baptism of fire. Take comfort in the thought that right is on our side. Some of you may return or may not return. But your sacrifice will not be in vain. The universe itself will be indebted to you. And Larissa's just standing in the background, looking on, like thinking, you know, I may hate you, Vril Docs, but I have to admit, you're a born leader. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) Strat is like, same old, same old. And he makes it sound new every time. And so as Docs is speechifying, we're checking in on all the new recruits in the crowd so we see garb and we see valor and we see phase and docs is just pumping them all up and he tells larissa they look good don't they they're brave they're idealistic they're noble almost makes me proud i can't deny that Vril. but even now i'm begging you reconsider you are taking almost all of our forces into a battle where they are seriously outnumbered the prize is not worth the risk And he tells her that she's wrong. To go on as you wish, in fits and starts, winning small victories, that's the road to nowhere. 
Defeating Dagon Ra and his scavenging crew will make Legion a household word on countless worlds. Besides, I'm leaving the headquarters in your capable hands. And she asks about stealth, and he says she has her own mission. When she returns, put her on immediate R and R. He's thinking of her welfare. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Uh, Larissa wishes him good luck, and he says luck has nothing to do with it. He who dares wins. You might do well to introduce an expanded screening process while we're gone. Our success is sure to bring a flood of new applicants. Largand, instruct all ves- vessels. We're ready to blast off. Follow our lead. Close formation, and God help anyone who breaks it. So he's off. He's taking the crew with him, and Larissa just watches them and feels this unease. So much work and pain has gone into building Legion. And she's just hoping none of it is going to come crashing around her head or their heads. And we zip over to the spaceport where we see one of those Legion recruitment posters. Vril is doing his best Uncle Sam. (laughs) Legion wants you. See the galaxy. Fight evil. Get paid for it. Somehow I'm not thinking that was on an Uncle Sam recruitment (laughs) poster. Yeah. See the world, maybe. Fight evil, for sure. Get paid for it. I think they left that part out. <laughs> I now want to see a Girl Doc's Uncle Sam team up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they've ever met. No. The Freedom Fighters weren't around at this point. In I was going yeah. to say, they weren't, uh, we weren't seeing them anywhere. No, they didn't for come while. back until... Like, After Legion ends, so he's not showing up anymore. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. Infinite Crisis, maybe, or, or yeah. I, maybe yeah. before that, because they got killed off in, in Infinite Crisis. Did yeah. They? And then yeah, they but came I, back I immediately afterwards? Them, yeah, I don't remember them showing up much before much that. Much before though. that, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. all of a sudden, I think Damage was with them, and it's like, where did this happen? Yeah, oh, that's right. <clears throat> I wonder if it was the, da- I always thought maybe it was the Damage series. But I haven't read all of that, so I don't know. Uh, see, I, I think I read that pretty much to the end, and he joined the Titans at the end. Mm. Ugh, or around right. the end. Remember Bro. when, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when everyone who wasn't in the Justice League was in the Teen Titans? Exactly, right. yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the one, like, Kyle was in it, and Donna was a yes. Dark Star, and Ars- that's Arsenal, right. and Terra. That's right, so obviously uh-huh. after this. Right? Oh, much, like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, it was Zero Hour, yeah. Right. It was it was it was coming out coming right out of zero hour. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, zero hour couldn't come fast enough to the team. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this poor old recruitment poster has seen better days. We're watching this shadow blob blotches slowly black it totally out, and once it's all blacked out, we get to meet Lydia Malor, who's all grown up. She's smiling at the poster. Uh, she's got her bags packed. Attention all transit passengers. Flight to Cairn is now boarding at berth 13. And while she's getting on the the uh, the rocket, I guess, the ship, uh, some guy's hitting on her. Tell you, sugar, I'll show you a good time after the flight. What do you say? And she's not a woman of, like, She's not going to speak a lot. She's a woman of few words. <laughs> She's like, no thanks. And that's pretty much all the words we get out of her. He, of course, is continuing to hit on her, gives her a little pinch on the butt. 
and she goes black. We get the shadow shooting out of her, and it's like spiky, scratchy, hard, scary shadow. It's like scary shadow stuff. It's almost like the shadows mix up like Kirby Crackle. Yes. Like, we're trying to make it that way. Yeah, like, when you think of Shadow Lass, you think of, like, soft clouds kind of floating around, blacking things out. These are, like, black power blasts that are, like, stabbing into your eyes. Anyway, yeah, like dark, you know, the, the idea of the darkness abilities, I mean, you know, they're dark enough, like, literally, yes. you know, just, just by design, and... Uh, and somehow they've made them seem even worse. Yeah, yeah, this guy is petrified. He's like, no, please, please, please. I'm sorry, I won't bother you again. Stewardess, I need a drink. And Lydia just smiles, I think, and walks off. It's hard to tell because she doesn't really have eyeballs. Just yeah, just eye spots. <laughs> but I'm thinking she's smiling. Uh, we go back to Lobo. Listen, if you're on my side, telepath, like you say, why ain't you done something about old Dag? And we get a good glimpse into telepath's character here. He says, it's not, it's not so easy. My hive was one of Dagon Ra's first targets. All my brethren were slain except me. And we're getting a little flashback, and Dagon Ra is telling him, my plans call for one with your special talents. Join me or die. And so in exchange for joining the gang, he was spared. Uh, He just wasn't strong enough to oppose him. I had no choice. (laughs) Lobo's not having it. No choice. Friggin' chicken liver is what I call it. And um, Telepath is saying his mental defenses are ever alert and his power instant. Any move against him means certain death. Yeah, I guess you're right about that, Clyde. Uh Uh-oh, company. And into the cell walks Dagon Ra and Lady Quark. We've just received an amusing little ultimatum from your ex-friends, Lobo. Surrender or face the wrath of Legion. And that word, ultimatum, is uh, the signal from Docs. Mm -hmm. And Lobo's realizing, if I haven't already killed Dag, I'm supposed to do it ASAP, which just might mean I'm M-E-A-T. There's lots of spelling in this issue. Yes, yes. So they're, they're, they're trying to come up with new acronyms as well. Right yes. on. Neat. Hmm. What the hell? Guy's got to try. And Telepath warns against it. He says, nope, you'll die for nothing. Better to wait. Take him together when he's off guard. And Lobo agrees. You've probably got a point there. So why are you bugging me about those Legion losers? We're going to blast them out of existence. I thought you'd like to participate. Hey, Mr. Joinin's my middle name. Specialty, especially if there's wimps to be wasted. And mm. then he uh, tells Telepath, you better come up with something quick, Clyde. And we get to see Docs in command here. Chief Docs to all personnel. All the ships are floating around outside of uh, Dagon Ra's little asteroid. On my orders, Officer Lobo has infiltrated Dagon Ra's base. By now, Dagon Ra is dead. Without his power, his leadership, resistance will be minimal. Take them alive, if at all possible. Largand will scout ahead of our main thrust into the asteroid's interior. Combat regulations now apply. We merely await Lobo's call. Ooh, this might be the first time one of Dox's plans 
does not go well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a bit of a flaw there. <laughs> That's right. It's only been 17 issues. It's, he's due for a <laughs> he's due for a miscalculation. Uh, back on Cairn, we are checking in with the rest of our cast. Larissa is talking to Mary Jane. I have a terrible feeling something awful is going to happen. Don't worry, Larissa. I did a good job when I remade Docs. He'll win out. And uh, Beck floats in. Larissa, Mary Jane, lovelier than ever, my dear, and considerably slimmer. And when we finally see her, we see, yep, she has. She is now officially become. Um, she's got like superhero proportions. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She, like I said last time, she was down to like regular Amanda uh, pre. Pre New Fifty Two Amanda Waller, and now she is po- you know New Fifty Two Amanda Waller. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. She's post New Fifty Two. She's not quite Starfire level here, but she's yeah she's approaching. Approaching, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Mary Jane just says, "I've got the eye to thank for that." I think. Are you ready? And Beck asks for what? She says, "I'm going to try to siphon off the eye's excess energy. See if that will modify its behavior any." But why? I mean, why? <laughs> I love that, that even why yeah. got spelled with I. I know. We're <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they play around with spelling a lot. <laughs> Come on, Garen. I don't want to fade away to nothing. Now relax. This won't hurt a bit. Mary Jane. Uh, and then it's he starts to feel the pain. He's like, stop. Ah! And she just says, sorry, Garen. Doc said to drain it all. And Beck is saying, it's working. I feel normal. I, I, and then the eye kind of explodes and Mary Jane throws Larissa on the ground. So nobody gets like zapped too badly. And when the smoke clears, Larissa and Mary Jane get up and they realize they're okay. They're looking for Garen. They're getting worried. And then Garen kind of pops up out of the rubble. Furious, you fools, you lied to us. We could have been killed. You must learn what happens to those who would try to thwart the gods. And he's telling the eye to punish them and hurt them. Teach them none may conspire against my eye and I. <laughs> so much spelling. <laughs> yeah. And Mary Jane just stands up and she's trembling in front of the eye. Please don't. We mean you no harm, I swear. And the eye stares at Mary Jane, and she says, please, one more time. And then Garen is shocked. I do not believe my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Mary Jane says, it won't harm me. I think it likes me. And all three of the characters are wondering, huh, why? What's going yeah. on here? Why is the eye? Why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I like the playing of the spelling better here, where it's just showing, you know, it's like it's putting I in anywhere it works and yeah. showing that it's like more and more taking over. It's when they keep having him f- uh, adjust what he's saying that it kind of ruins it, I think. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Because if you were really speaking, you would not be seeing your word balloon to exactly realize yeah. that you used the wrong yeah. spelling yeah. of the but, word. <laughs> but this part is like one of those things where like a thing comics can do. That other things like you yeah, know, don't work yes. too well. Totally. Where you can mm-hmm. see his set, where he's talking, and it's, you know, he says, "I do not believe my," and it's spelled like you saw M E Y E. It's like that works for me at least, at least for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. But yeah, it, I mean, it's a, it's a visual thing for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
100%. All righty. So then we check in on Stealth. She is on some abandoned planet, I guess. Like, it's pretty run down. Yeah. <laughs> she is not having it. What the hell is this? There's not a living thing in a thousand miles. What the hell is Doc's thinking sending me on a wild goose chase? He wanted me out of the way. Obvious in retrospect. But why? What rotten little scheme is he hatching now? You owe me some answers, real docs, and they better be bloody good ones. And she flies off to go back home. Uh, we have Valor flying through space. I hope I've done the right thing, joining up with this legion. I sought out real docs and his team to honor my father, who sacrificed his life to save the planet Earth from the alien alliance. I'd like to think he'd be proud to see me now. Hmm, I better protect myself against any lead I may encounter with Dox's serum. So he <laughs> pulls out his little test tube and yeah. drinks his serum. That's so In silver space. age. <laughs> In space, that's right. And as he's flying towards the asteroid, a couple of Dagon Ra's goons are looking at him. First one coming, first one to die, and they get... I was going to say they get their... Uh, blasters out but they don't need to be using the blasters because they just put lady quark onto them uh, but we get to see uh lady quark is while she is technically working for dagon ra she's also uh made contact with telepath because she is thinking to telepath mm -hmm. telepath the first of them is here and obviously super powered should i and telepath says stick to dagon ra's orders attack so she does. She, like, blasts Valor uh, pretty impressively and realizes that he's invulnerable. So she doesn't need to hold back, and she just lets Valor have it. <laughs> I didn't catch this before. I don't know if, is that in, if this is intentional or not. The sound effect when she first blasts him. It's a foom. Yeah. Wow. Friends of old Marvel. Old Marvel, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't seen those. I mean, I... I see there's a lot in reading, like, the 70s issues, but you don't really see that much afterwards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta wonder. I wonder if that's, like, a Gaspar thing or a... Or, um, or was it scripted? Thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know who... Um, or, yeah, or a Alan Grant thing, for sure. I don't know how sound effects work in... in comics at these times. Hmm... Yeah, I'm not sure who does it. I'm pretty well, sure Simonson does his own. So, but that's yeah, Simonson. I think that there was. I think that there was some latitude there because um, sometimes it might be, you know, explosion happens and the and the, maybe the letter makes her own choice. But like Levitt's clearly used to script his. That's why there were so many Cthulhu's. <laughs> he would think, yeah. Well, that and, but that was a common one that he used, and it would show up in any book that he wrote. You know, it it would yes. show up in Legion. Yeah. It would it showed up when he did uh, his Starman series, and uh, so I think some some uh, writers did have their kind of standard uh, explosion sound sound effect. That's funny. I'm gonna have to go back and reread like some of the All Star Society and Justice yeah. Society and see whether he throws cartoons in. Yeah, that. it, oh, it yeah. shows up. It shows up from time to time. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So Valor's getting smushed and he realizes that it's a trap. A trap. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do it. And 
Rill is thinking, Dagon Ra must be dead by now. Lobo never fails. Somehow he's been prevented from signaling me, that's all. And besides, Largand will take care of any major opposition. See, I love how he's basically made Gand his personal bodyguard for the most part. I mean, yeah. we'll see this continue. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Largand is like his little pet. Like, Lobo yeah. is his his attack dog, and yeah. Valor is his... his uh, Lo- Lobo's his, his offensive, and, yes. uh, and, and uh, Lar is his defense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so they're floating through the asteroid. Uh, they tell Docs the entry seems deserted. Sir, scanner shows massive surge of radiation at the asteroid's core. And Docs is like, hmm, radiation. Lobo and Largan don't have the power to. And then Docs finally realizes that it's a trap. He tells everyone to get to their battle stations. And they start getting blasted all over the place. Uh, some of his men are telling him, we have to turn back. We've got no room to maneuver. We're sitting ducks. And Doc says, that is coward's talk, Mr. Kralm. Stow it. Doc's to all craft. Jettison your spare fuel tanks. I repeat, jettison all extra fuel. Now, all craft, full acceleration. Rear gunner, blast those fuel tanks. So they do, and there's a huge explosion. Uh, and flames everywhere as the... Uh, Legion cruisers kind of fly out of the flames. Ha! They never stood a chance. Radiation source directly ahead, sir. Prepare to dock and disembark. And Doc sees that Lady Quark is involved, and she is still pounding on Valor. Still can't figure out what the hell she's doing fighting for Dagon Ra. Whereas the Legionnaires are all disembarking for law, for justice, for Legion. And Dagon Ra's men are also standing ready. On my word, fire. And Dagon Ra's standing there with Lobo asking him, shall we enjoy the carnage for a while, Lobo? And Lobo's just thinking, keep smiling, yuts. I'll make it. I'll take you out now if the telepath hadn't told me to wait. So we get to see some of the new crew in, in the action. Stealth is still pounding away. She's still got a few of her uh, stalag stalactites her crystal shards poking out but she's lost a lot of them yes yeah she might lose a few more this battle you never know (laughs) and garv the dude the big pink dude we met last issue uh is holding his own and and uh he says so this is what the recruiting ads meant by meeting other races as he's like (laughs) crashing heads together (laughs) meet interesting aliens and kill them that's right that's understated. <laughs> the uh, the dudes are fighting, shooting through phase. She ain't real. And then she pounds them with her fist. This real enough for you, ugly? Up there, says Docs. He sees uh, Dagon Ra and Telepath and Lobo. Lobo, he turned traitor. And Valor just gets thrown into the... Uh, the middle of the, of the, I was going to say science police, of the legionnaires. <laughs> Largand, his strength, her strength is incredible, Vril. I do not know. Forget Lady Quark. Go straight for Dagon Ra. Kill him and Lobo. And Valor says, kill Lobo. Don't question me. Just do it, damn you. And we see just a portion of, of uh, Lars' face, and he, he looks... 
um, serious, I guess. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's displeased. He's displeased. He's contemplating what to do. He flies yeah. up to Dagon Ra. We're not sure if he's actually going to take him out, but he flies quickly up to him. And Dagon Ra just says, observe, observe, Lobo, the Daxmite attacks. Few in the galaxy could stand up to him. Yet with the mirror's thought, I turn him into a corpse by transforming his very blood to pure molten lead. And Valor Largand is on the ground. Dagon Ra is laughing. The telepath is looking horrified with a telepathic gulp. And Lobo is like, what now, telepath? And then we get our next issue blurb, and there's lots going on. Yeah. Be here yep. for the climax of the battle with Dagon Ra. Then, a week later, be sure to pick up Adventures of Superman Annual Number 2 as Docs and crew head to Earth looking for Vril Docs Sr., Brainiac. And they clash with Superman. And then a week after that, pick up Legion 90 Annual Number 1 for the stunning conclusion. You got all that? Good. <laughs> yeah, so obviously the other episode when I said I thought the Legion Annual was first, that was wrong. So if you're reading along, ignore yeah. me. Yeah, no, this, this uh, well, when we got to it, it's it's clear. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, but um, yeah, oh, it's a good story. So yeah, that'll mm-hmm. be fun. Yes, so we get, yeah, we get yeah. next issue and then we got two annuals and then, then we got the issue after that. Yeah, it's going to exactly. be, yeah. Oh, this would have been like, uh, oh, no, 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 I was going to say the next four weeks would have been like Legion, 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 but we've got a month and then Legion, Legion, Legion. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's next issue and then a week after that it's the annual and then after that it's the next annual. Yeah. 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 Cool. This was a good issue, a good like action pack. Totally. Punch them up. Yep. Uh-huh. All right, so real quick, I was looking real quick, so I looked. On, I found on dc.fandom.com, so about the Freedom Fighters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it said, uh, more recently, a new rite was performed to create a new incarnation of the spirit of America, this time embodying the ideals of all who lived in America, the Patriot. Like Uncle Sam before him, the Patriot went on to create a team of Freedom Fighters in time of war, in this case, the Imperix event. So this was Our Worlds at War. Oh. And oh. Then, Okay, so it was okay. somewhere in there, maybe in the Superman titles, because that's where most of the or Wars of War happened, although it did happen yeah. in random other ones, too. Right. Uh, I know there was, a, there was a Justice Society one-shot, so maybe it was there. I, I forget the specifics of that. And then it says, after Imperiax, the team underwent a few changes as the Patriot reverted to his Uncle Sam identity and the human bomb rejoined. Uh, this iteration of the team worked alongside the JSA and took on a role as agents of the United States government. And then we have Infinite Crisis. So perhaps... Maybe other things, I guess, appeared in the uh, JSA title, I'm guessing. I'm trying to remember. I don't think... I don't remember seeing much of them there. No, I think they were probably... I think they were just background characters for the most part. In, yeah. yeah. But that's, in Our that's World the... at War, maybe in the Superman books. Yeah, and it's a shame because they had done... Um... You know, it, it, they they of course we had the uh, Casada uh, Jack Harris um, Ray series, yes. Um, which then we got the was it Howard Porter? Yes. He the yes. artist on it. Yeah. So yeah. we got it, and so Priest wrote the the uh, oh, the ongoing yeah. series. It was like yep. Priest and uh, and um, and Porter, and that was great. 
And, yeah. and so they did a really good job to kind of establish the Ray as a, as a new legacy character. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then they had the, um, oh God, it was Brian Augustine and Rags Morales uh, did the same thing with uh, Black Condor. Right. And yes. uh, they had a really cool mini, or uh, I, I think it end, it wasn't a mini series. I think it wasn't ongoing, but it didn't last that long. I think it lasted 12 issues. Yeah. So and they then did, he, sorry, go on. Well, so they did that, and then he, and then it, but that kind of put those guys out there. And so when we, when we saw them in, uh, for me, seeing them in Infinite Crisis, and I mean, I had missed a good chunk of what went on in the 10 years prior to that. Um, but, you know, to see those guys as part of that team was was really cool. And then, of course, you had the human bomb, but you also had Damage, who was kind of also the human bomb. And, right. Um, yeah. It says here the team that was from the, our worlds of war with the Patriot before you t- turn back to Uncle Sam was yeah. uh, Damage, Aaron Monroe. Uh, it says Ryan yes. Kendall. Yeah. Ryan Kendall, who is a second black condor. Right. D. Tyler, the second Phantom Lady, who I believe started showing up in either Action Comics Weekly, and I think she went yes. and appeared a bunch in Starman. The, yeah. Uh, both. Well, Peyton yeah, Starman. Both. Yeah. 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 And Ray Terrell, the son of the original Ray. And then after Our Wars of War, Human Bomb shows up, and I believe Iron Monroe is not there with the team during Infinite Crisis. Right. Yeah, I don't think so, because he was still around afterward. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's where, uh, uh, in a crisis where Black Condor, Human Bomb, and Phantom Lady are killed. Right. Yes, and and so we and then we got new versions of them um, later. But the <clears throat> that's right. Like the the uh, see now now I want to check out that stuff in our, our worlds of war because that'd be neat. Um, yeah, yeah. Because they show up afterwards. There was the I think it was the, what Palmani and Gray did the Uncle Sam and the Freedom Fighters. They did like two minis. Oh, that was later. yes. Yeah, that was that was post Infinite Crisis. Yeah, where they yeah. introduced like a new Red B, which was great because it's a yes. new Red B and yeah. Neon the Unknown and all the other quality yeah, characters a, they could. It was a really good series, but yeah. like the the two minis and then the ongoing, they were all really really good. Yeah, yeah, I like those. But yeah, so that's where that that's where that was. Okay. So okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I, 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 I and and see the Ar- the Arn Monroe connection I like as well, just because that kind of is that that's the Golden Age Superman connection. Mm-hmm. Um, but the yeah, I, I think that that um, you know having having that sort of all tied together was was really kind of neat. Um, but uh, but yeah, never uh, I never read any of that stuff, and I just I just thought that it, that when they put them together it was just like yeah let's just use the current versions of those characters and it's you know kind of a nod back and uh not realizing that he had already done stuff with them uh in the you know in, in probably tangentially in jsa and along with um the our, our worlds of war stuff huh. neat yeah i uh that our, our worlds of war is a that's a whole segment i've never read I think I read pretty much all of that when it came out, yeah. but I don't think I've gone back to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know it involves Lobo, the little Lobo, as part of a uh, Young Justice. Yes, I think I've read. I probably read the tie-ins. I don't know if I actually read Our Worlds at War, but I know I read yeah. like the Young Justice stuff. Oh, that's right, because that's where um, uh, Wonder Woman's mother dies. Yes, I read oh. that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have read like all the series that were tying into it but I don't think I read the actual 
uh, Our World's at War because it was like 800 issues long and it was yeah <laughs> so what, 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 would that have been like 2000-ish that was I... somewhere bef- around that time because I was yeah. rereading I was part of reading the Superman books again it was Murray it was yeah it was definitely during that time I mentioned before we started recording when I was working at the one comic store oh yeah and yeah, so I was yeah. able to get like pretty much everything so right. that was probably part uh-huh. of the reason why because I could yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was easier too. <laughs> and yeah, I was reading the Superman books again because that's mainly where because that was one of those crossovers where it didn't have like a a mini series or anything. It just kind no, of was like it just ran through all four Superman books, I think. Yeah, yeah. As, the thi- Superman as books things did, random time, other yeah. things, and then random other issues, and like some had one shots and some had the actual issues of their series. It was kind of like um, I'm not saying for quality or anything, but the way it was done, kind of like onslaught. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, well, that, but that's probably not far off the uh, the idea, right? Like, it wouldn't... Well, Onslaught was, I guess, a few years earlier. Yeah, Onslaught was, like, 95 or 96. I mean, Onslaught did have really? two one-shots. But it was it was done by the same... But always. Uh, like, not the same crew, but, I mean, Jeff Loeb would have been at Marvel when Onslaught was going on. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he, he was, was one of the... Our world's at war, architects for sure. Be- because he was, he and uh, McGinnis were uh, were on Superman at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. Well, it it connects tangentially. I mean, Lobo's in it, and you know, it involved Imperix, who was the major, you know, who was the major bad guy in the second season of uh, Superman and the Legion of Superheroes animated series. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, which had that alternate version of Monel, the Superman X. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of tangentially involved, you know, connected to this. Yes, yes. Kind of, sort of. It is indeed. <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can make it there. We can get there. <laughs> yeah, we can make it work. <laughs> nice. All righty. Well, that kind of brings us to the end. Any feedback? Any? No, we we have nothing uh, right now, uh, but uh, comments are welcome. Uh, you can send them over to the Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com uh, address, or you can go over to Legion of Substitute Podcasters.com and you can uh, comment on any of the episodes there. Well, I do have some feedback on Twitter. Oh, oh cool. there you go. Because I, I post the episodes up on my that's right. uh, on Twitter. Um, if you want to follow me or anyone, or if that's where you like to comment, go ahead. It's uh, Follow me on at Adam Thanos Pod for my other show, the Resurrections, Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast. And so I put up our uh, episode 16, which we covered, you know, when we covered issue 15, the I, Garen Beck. Yes. And we had one comment on there from Joshua Ox, who said, I just hit the subscribe button. Nice. So if you're listening, Excellent. Joshua, thank you. Indeed. Totally. Indeed. All right. Well, that's all. I, that's all I've got. Yeah. That's cool. very cool. Well, then that wraps it up for this week, and we will see you all next. W e e k. B y e. Hey, Josh. H e y, Josh. <laughs>